thanks for watching or listening to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, episode 111. You, you're, you're either watching us on YouTube or listening on iTunes, where we get some great listening figures or, or Spotify. Uh, thanks very much, whichever platform you're using. I'm Steve Lillis, and with me as usual, my co-host, John Evans. Are you okay, John? I'm not bad, see. I'm not as good as you by the look of it, though. You caught the sun there in Spain, haven't you? Still in Spain, mate. I don't know when I'm coming back, and that's the truth. I don't know when I'm going to come back. I've been here a week now, so we'll see. Um, might never come back. Um, anyway, tonight's special guest is our second in consecutive weeks from Liverpool. Last week, it was Paul Edwards, um, trainer and former British flyweight champion. This week, a boxer who um, isn't scared of boxing home or away, puts it on the line. Brian Phillips. Brian, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having um, me. Well, just to, to back up what I said there about your fight home or away, you last year a, a fight of the year contender. You 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 crossed the went down the M62 to Oldham, is it? I think it was in Oldham and fought Michael Gomez and lost a wave of thin decision, one of the fights of the year. And you yeah. kicked off 2023, not the way you wanted to, but on the road again on Saturday night on the the, the big bill on Sky. On the boxer, where um you 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 come unstuck against Reese Edwards, who's a, a very good prospect. I um I understand. Um, yeah, yeah, is he that was about boxing home or away, or are you going to go back um, home? Now? I'm going to go back home. Um, I can um, I like box. I, I just like boxing. A throwback fighter. Um, a, just box, fight, and box. Enjoy it, Brian. You know that's. Two or three now. I, Gomez was my fight of the year last year. I was there in Oldham. It was unbelievable. And yeah. if Reese Edwards had been a 10-rounder, it would have been the same again. Are you yeah. worried about people just starting to think, oh, Brian's an exciting opponent. Let's get him in to make our kid look good. Or have you got to be selfish a little bit and think about your own career? Um, I, th I think um, I really don't know. I really don't know um, what I think. I just... I think I can beat them all, and I, and I, I enjoy boxing, so I'm there to win. I'm there to give it me all, and I'm there for him. I'm there for fun, the fun right, for good. the fans, and fun for myself. It was good. I read something. Was it supposed to be an eight rounder? Was there some confusion about the rounds on Saturday night? No confusion. Um, it was an eight rounder. It was it was banged on eight rounds all the way for five weeks before it was eight rounds until five minutes before, and they said they've got no TV space, um, six-rounder. So whether they got me, I don't know, but it is what it is. So have you spoke to Steve Wood, and what's the plans now? You mentioned you're going to home. Are you going to go on the Liverpool show in a few months? or? Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, I got an, um, I've got a title fight um, off the back of that loss. That, that doesn't usually happen, so it must have been a good fight, a competitive fight. Um, the board have put me forward title fight next and I think it's going to be a home game um, back to Liverpool bring game um, bring the title back home to Liverpool oh well, well you certainly deserve something at home I'm sure John Definitely. John might agree there John doesn't agree with us much on there he's fun then so <laughs> but I think he does it ah yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah definitely like I say the, the goal, if you've never if people listening to this haven't seen the Gomez fight I'm sure there's a video of a round of it somewhere now and he is. It's just fantastic. There's no commentary, is it? But the crowd was that good. It, it's a brilliant half hour to spend. Yeah, watching. I don't. I don't think you need any commentary, you know. No, no, it's it's fantastic. Watch it if you if you're listening to this. Yeah. 
Well, what we do in this podcast, Brian, we talk three minutes each subject. At the end of three minutes, what happens, John? Show us the your bell. comes out, Brian. He rings that, and yeah. we have to, even if we're mid-sentence, we have to stop talking or he gets angry. Okay, I like it. No, nah, John like doesn't it. get angry. He's one of the best, mate. One of the best. <laughs> anyway, John, you're going to start us off this week with round one. Yeah, something I saw um, online today with Louis Van Pooch. You know, he's been a well-known name around the circuit for years, hasn't he? One of the journeymen we love. Um, he's retired from boxing now, but he's starting his referee training. And he's starting on the Joshua Franklin bill. So he'll have a ref, he'll have someone on the outside scoring for him, won't he? He won't be allowed to judge the fights, but he's getting his foot in the door there. And I think that's really good. I think we need some new referees. We need some new judges. And if we can get people who've been in the ring and actually experience what it's like, you know, all the better, all the better. Hopefully it's a way for retired fighters to stay in the sport. They'll benefit from it. But I think the sport will benefit from it by getting proper decisions and proper refereeing. Not that I'm slagging the referees off. I think the vast majority of them are good. But it can only improve if those people have been there and done it. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I, I think uh, I think you've got to box him. Um, you don't have to box, but it's better if you box to referee. If you was um, learning how to drive a car um, and someone who's never drove a car was trying to teach you, would you be safe for um, would you get in and feel safe? I don't yeah. think so. Um, you know what? I, I, I agree. You know what? I was, when you said this, I was trying to think of the referees who are box professionally that I could think of. And as you say, hopefully it's the start of things to come. Michael Alexander had a lot of professional fights, mainly on the road. Um, Kevin McIntyre, the Scottish referee, he, I think he might have fought for titles. I think Kevin did. Yeah. And there's a, I think there's a new referee from Liverpool. Is it David Mulholland? Certainly boxes an amateur, and I think he had a couple of professional fights. I can't think of many more on the circuit who box professionally. So hopefully it's the start of things to come. So I've complained on this pod before about it not being enough referees. And I know Mike Stafford, the former cruiserweight, but he was a cruiserweight boxer. He's been an inspector with the board uh, uh, for a year or so, and he's hoping to, to go down that path. But I think the more, the more fighters, you know, and it also... Not just about being referee, it keeps them in the game. You know, too many fight, too many good fighters who would be good referees, good coaches, good managers are lost to the game when when they retire. And yeah. I always think that's wrong. It isn't like football where the PFA are looking after you and putting you on courses for coaching, managing, media work. We need boxers to stay in the game. Not yeah, one left, Brian. Brian is, is it something you do, Brian? Yeah, yeah, I thought about that. Dave Mulholland, Dave. He's just turned over as a referee and he boxed. I remember him boxing. But um he gave him he gave the away fighter the decision not long ago. And um he got a lot of stick. So maybe maybe that's why the um the referees aren't as brave. I think you've got to be brave and put your foot down and see what forget about home or away fighters. Yeah. And just give the right decision. A great topic that John you started us up on, on tonight. And Brian, your first topic, you want to talk about the camp and the hype around boxing, I think. You're, you're going to tell us. Yeah. Fire away. Yeah, so, so um, the start of camp and the hype, and when you first come in, when you first announce a fight and you've got a good fight, you put your post on um, social media and everyone jumps on, and it's like, yeah, I, I can't wait to go to the fight. Um, Once the camp starts getting in, um, 
started and it gets hard and you've got to be up early. No one's with you. No one's around you. Um, the tickets slow down. Everything slows down just until it gets to three days before and you're struggling yeah. for your tickets and everyone jumps on and you're back on the um, the milk's back in. Everyone wants to wants to sip of the um, cornflakes and the on the fresh milk. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about tickets selling later on, but uh, tell yeah. us about camp and the hype around it and. You know, you, and you know, is it excitement that becomes lonely? Yeah, well, I think um, I think it is a lonely um, it's a lonely sport and and it's a lonely camp. But fighters wouldn't have it any other way. It's um, you've got to be you've got to be selfish. You've got to be lonely. You've got to go to them dark places, and um, they wouldn't have it any other way. I don't think. Do Do you like um when you when it gets announced? You know, you talk about your fight. You finally sign the contract. Do you like an opponent who gives you something to, to think about, Brian? Or do you like to just be on your own thinking about the fight? Or do you like someone who's giving you a bit of shit every now and then? Do you like something to get your teeth into? You know what? I like him. Concentrating on yourself. Yeah. Just concentrate on yourself. Work hard. Um, through camp, you get more confident, more confident. As the camp goes on, you're doing more rounds. You're, you're training harder. You're getting stronger. Your weight's coming down. And the confidence is going right up to the roof. So it doesn't matter who you're fighting or who you're boxing. As long as you know you're in good shape, you're ready to go. It, it there is no opponent. Yeah. What's um oh hang on. Sorry, the timer just went off then. Eh? No, it's, it's still <laughs> on time though. What's um when you go back into a gym after a, a fight like Gomez or Reese, where you've just come up a little bit short, but you're getting plenty of pats on the back and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you carry confidence in, or are you thinking, oh shit, why can't I get over the line? How, how does your mind work, Brian? Sometimes you need a little bit of luck in, yeah. in it, and um, I just haven't had the luck. So you've just got to, you've just got to roll with the shots, roll with the punches, and then um, go again. And um, don't beat yourself up. You, you've just been in a fight. You don't want to beat yourself up more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've just got to fight yourself on the back. And. Um... He asked if it was on the pod. I said it was you because he'd mentioned you as a really good talker a week or two ago to come on. And yeah. he said to me, Brian, he goes, I think he's to be the one that boxes forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I was going I was going to um, retire yesterday and then I got, got a um, phone call and they dragged me back in for the title fight. They just won't let me leave. Every time I go <laughs> to leave, I get dragged back in. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, round three, this sounds a bit... Start for this topic and a loss be a win. I'm talking about Andrew Tain and Baluta at the weekend. Absolute. If you have a what? We're still on. Yeah. 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 It's a sensational fight. Um, I thought Tain did enough, but I don't think it was the robbery a lot of people made out. But the thing is, could that loss um, be better than having that first, when it looked like he was going to win in the first round? Could that loss long term be better for him than another first round blowout? Because he's got into that match, and since he boxed Steve Jackson two years ago, he's had two one round blowouts that lasted two and a half minutes between them, and a six round stoppage. That's Andrew Tain. Now, that's yeah. if he'd gone and blast, got that, the referee had stopped that in the first round with another blast out by going that ten rounds and getting that decision against him. I, long term, that will be better than another first round blast out, in my opinion. As daft as it sounds, you might disagree as a boxer, Brian. I'm no, not. no, I, no, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, Andrew Kane, I know him personally. Um, he won't let that eat him up. He'll, um, 
he'll take that and he'll want to come back and he'll want to he want to do it all again. He'll want to um, correct his um, mistakes and he he learned on the job right in the mix. Um, what what it, what it takes to do the ten rounds. Then one round blast out. You learn nothing. It's a, it is brilliant, but you're learning nothing. You you've been to deep waters. Once you've been to deep waters, you know you can swim. You can swim in any any um depth. So yeah. it'll be good for him. It's not you can't teach that, can you, Brian? You can't go into a fight knowing that when it gets in when it gets like that, because that was a it was a hard, horrible fight, wasn't it? And yeah. Kane didn't flinch, did he? And now he, he can put a big tick next to that box. I believe yeah. he had a broken hand from the first round as well. He carried that power. He, he carried that ambition. I, I'm with you, Steve. I, it was an unbelievable fight, an unbelievable fight. And if he'd got rid of Balut in the first round, you can't step back then, can you? You're in at that title level against hard lads. And I, I just think it was a big win for Kane, really. You you, you look at that Andrew Kane in that fight. He took on that guy much earlier in his career than established world-level fighters had. Yeah. Remarkable. And I just think he'll be so much better. And I'll have, I'll have, I'll have everything I've got on him in the rematch. I yeah, well, I think I think Kane is a, is a brilliant fighter. He can do everything. He can do it all. And um, highly respect Kane. Um, and, I, and I back him myself 100% in the rematch. And he'd probably bl- blast him out in the first round in the rematch. <laughs> yeah, probably will. Fine. John, round four and the value of small hall boxing. Yeah, I I just wonder if small hall boxing and fighters who campaign on the small halls, we get we're getting more value and they're carrying the sport a little bit of a minute. All the good fights recently have been be- between fighters who operate on the small halls. Even look at like last weekend we had um Kane Gardner, Connor Walker, Brian's fight with Reese Edwards, James Moorcroft, Nathan Bennett, Andrew Kane coming through against Baluta. And I, I just think the big names in the sport at the minute, they're letting us down a little bit. You know, they're, they don't want to take risks unless it's for big money. We're only fighting once or twice a year. The arenas aren't filling up because I think people are getting sick of it. And I, I just think we're getting more value for money. I think the fighters from the small old circuit are giving us better entertainment. And I just think they're carrying the sport a little bit at the moment. There's been a, a big resurgence. Look at the VIP show we had last week where we had the final of a little tournament and we had... Um, Joe Howarth putting it on the line against and another beaten kid in Rizal Levicki and, and, and um, Robbie Chapman, uh, Dooley Galler and Carter. The, the yeah. first female fight was incredible. I just think we're getting good excitement, good matches and good ambition from the small holes and they're putting the big names to shame a little bit. Yeah, I think it comes down, it all comes down to passion. Yeah. Um, and they wear the heart on the sleeve and in a, in a boxing fight, in a boxing match, um, and it gets tough. It really does come down to um, heart and how much you really want it. And you don't really want it um, more than when you've got no money and you've got you've got to get up early and you're not getting sponsorships and you're not getting you're just doing it for the love, the passion. So when it comes to the small or shows, that is your world title shot. That is your um, that is your dream. And if you do lose on one of them shows, maybe it might be over. So they give it everything. They give it their all. And the fans, they love it. They 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 get in their own money's worth. Yeah. You know what? You saw that, John, just maybe I'm going a bit off topic. I agree with you, John, what we're seeing on the small. But I think he's what these fighters now, they're more and more inactive. And I think, look, it's, 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 
Doing the devil in the deep blue sea because fighters deserve every penny they got. But some of the figures I'm hearing that Akoli and Joshua Buatzi are going to pick up now are just mind-boggling. They're mind-boggling amounts of money. They're, they're only ever going to want to box twice a year. You know, Gary Russell Jr. just used to turn up once a year to, to earn his yearly wage, didn't he? And then no. disappear off. You see, I bet we don't see Buatzi. You know, I saw someone say that Buatzi should fight four times this year. He's not going to because he's earning mad money. Doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. Um, and then the passing goals out of it. And and because you don't the fight the fans aren't seeing the fighters regularly enough, there's no connection with them. It makes it harder to sell tickets. It's it's an endless topic that one. Yeah. Um, round five, Brian. Your final topic. Something you want to talk on? Selling tickets. Something you have to do regularly. Well, you didn't. You didn't on Saturday. I don't think. I don't think I was putting pressure on you. But you usually do. Far away. Yeah. So, um, you've got to sell tickets. You've got to hit a market. Um. Um, you've got to get your opponent's money in. You've got to um, put money in the pot and you've got to pay yourself. And then once you pay yourself, you've got to pay your team and your manager. There's a lot that goes into it. But also, you've got to sell um, You've got to sell yourself on social media to get the interest of the fans and the family. But when it comes down to it, it's only your family who really back here anyway. They would back here on whether you're fighting down the back garden or whether you're fighting in a big arena. So when I when I boxed in the big arena on the big show, I thought this is gonna be easy sell. It's a big show, it's um it's everyone likes it likes to go away. But I ended up um, doing less tickets on the bigger show yeah. because because it was only the people who, who were sell tickets to anyway. No one no one was really bothered. It was just um they just come to back me just to help me out. And I didn't have to do any tickets because I was the away fighter and it was a big show. I didn't have to do tickets, but I still done exactly the same amount of tickets I usually do. It's a name. It's a, but you need the backing. It, 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 it doesn't go unnoticed. I mean, how hard would it be for you when you've got, you know, you obviously you can't say too much about your title fight at the moment. Um, when you've got that, when you've got a train, I don't know if you work in the day, you know, sell tickets at night. What sort of pressure does that bring, you know, worrying that you're going to cover your opponent? Um, it brings a lot of pressure. And sometimes you put, I'm putting it on social media every day, maybe three three times a day. And people must be thinking, oh, here he is again, selling tickets, posting out again. He, all he goes on about is selling tickets. But that's all that's on your mind. You just, you've got to, you just want to cover your, cover your costs so you know your, your fight's banked. So before you're even ready to fight, you th- you're thinking about tickets before you're even thinking about the fight. I, Brian, I imagine one of the most frustrating things for a fighter is you announce your fight, you get the text saying, put me down for four, mate. And then two weeks before, they say, oh, I forgot it was that day. I've got something on. That must be one of the worst things. That- <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I think these are real. These are, these are real, unwritten written rule. Um, once you buy tickets and you've, you've um, given the money and you can't ask for it back. No yeah. one knows that, but you can <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny how the boxing... I'm going back to the 80s, in the 1980s. I never had these bumper bills. and But I remember when, you know, I used to go bills in London in the 80s, Elephant and Castle on the Monday night, and the fighters would get a purse, even the home fighter, and then a percentage of tickets, and that's how it worked. But I think yeah. then, 
more people used to go to small hall boxing. Yeah. Well, I was having a little chat the other day and it was in give them a set wage and make them all fight each other. And the fans will be more interested than the fighters will be more interested. Most type of sales and we're all excited to fight each other. Yeah, you probably is, you'll do that. But I'd say the problem there is journeymen don't want to come and fight for that sort oh. of money. And a lot of the guys don't want that. Yeah, you're going to have a 50-50 for that money. <laughs> you didn't have to sell a ticket. But there's an hey, you're, you're and, a, and, a, and I don't like any boxer. You're in a minority, I think. That's just my... Yeah. I think I am. I think I'm a throwback. Yeah, I wish you wins. That's why Woody thinks you're going to box to your 15. Anyway, <laughs> final round, now, round six. Someone who, um, I don't know how many tickets are sold this week. There's been a lot of dispute about it, but he's never had to worry about tickets. Anthony Joshua, he fights Jermaine Franklin. And I've been thinking a lot about this fight. I look what's said on social media about Joshua. And I, I just feel a bit simple. You know, whether you don't know if you disagree or not. Brian and John, I'm feeling sorry for him for the stick he's getting over this fight. He's getting on with it. Frank can give Dillian White a decent fight, arguably deserved this decision. Over the last three years, he's got revenge over Ruiz, lost what, you know, beat Pulip, which I suppose was his easier one, had two horrible defeats to Usyk, and including a breakdown in the ring after the last one. And people were landing to the guy for fighting Franklin. I just, no, I, just, I think, I, I think, I, I, I think it's a right um, move for him. He's, um, he's just fought two, two tough fights with Yusuf, the best pound for pound in the world on the planet, and um, he didn't have to do that. No one else was doing it, and um, he's come back. The kid who he's fighting now, he's twenty one and zero. Is that right? He's lost once, I think. He's lost one. His last fight. But, um, I, think, I think it's a right, yeah, it's a right move for him. For Joshua, and I think he's right up him. Um, he's still at the top level. He wins this, and he puts him still back in the mix, straight on the uh, the big stage. Yeah, oh, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's all right, right. I, just... I I thought Frank Franklin looked like quite good to watch against White as well. You know, he's got a good style. He comes forward. He'll be ambitious. And if he, if Joshua's fighting White, no one would be complaining. And I thought Franklin pinched it. Yeah, so I, yeah, I... what's wrong with that? I, I think it's really a good fight. Off what I read on, on social media, okay, a lot of it might be, you know, people, yeah, there's this thing in boxing where these days where you have to be Team Fury, Team Joshua, you know, you've got to want the worst for everyone. When, when was it ever about that? I mean, I'm going back to when I got like, when Eubank and Benner at their rivalry. Okay, you'd have a pick who you wanted to win that fight. But when Eubank or Ben boxed, you'd want them both to win. When Lewis and Bruno box, you'd want them both to win. Now, Fury yeah. fans want Joshua to get chinned, and Joshua fans want Fury to get chinned. I think I think they both need to win, and they both need to face each other before the game finish the careers. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's happy. Um, the fans are, are made up if that fight happens. So, yeah, both of them win, keep winning, and face each other, and everyone's a winner. I I would love Joshua to fight four or five times a year against people like Franklin and and Hergovic and stuff like that. It'd be brilliant. That's what we're missing. We need these fighters to fight more often. I, yeah. I I don't see anything wrong with it at all. I think it'd probably be quite a good good fight to watch. Four or five rounds and and on we go to the next one. Joshua's keeping his profile there. You know, people were talking about him and Fury again afterwards. Fury had come out on Monday saying, "I'm not fighting the big dosser ever." 
And on <laughs> Thursday, it'll be show me the money. And the following Monday, it's going to be I'll fight you for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. Time. Fellas, it's been a pleasure having you both on. Brian, thank, thank you. you. On just um, 48 hours after your last fight. John, I know you've had a really <laughs> mad day today at work and um, you go and put your feet up now. <laughs> and you can have a, can you have a couple of weeks off before you get back to that, Jim? I know Woody thinks you just, this boxing is, uh, you're, you're just at it all the time, he tells me. I am, I am, I'm probably back tomorrow. But, um, mate, I don't know, maybe I'm not, I don't know. Uh, right now, I'm just going to have some food. Did you get any injuries, Brian? Are you all right? Your hands all right? No, no, hands are all right, Jim. A few, a few black eyes, but it comes with the job. You can't go swimming and not get wet. So we, um, we got there. We, we're not. I'm not it. I'm not it at all. I'm fresh. Brian, you've been a great guest, John. Thanks as always. Thank thanks everyone for listening. And I thanks for having me. You all, everyone who's watching, has enjoyed listening to Brian this week and give us some insight on his life as a boxer. Thanks very much, everybody. For all boxing info, news, and latest interviews. Amateur and Pro across the north, click and subscribe. VIP boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.